Yo, what's up, everybody? My name is Jerome, and welcome to the podcast of Influencers Impact. So what's going on, guys? This is Jerome. I'm here with Joe L. Barnes. Um, you can catch his song, Promises, with Maverick City Music, Volume 3, Part 1. And by the time you're watching this video, Volume three part two will probably be out but um bro i'm excited that we have this opportunity and thank you so much for being a part of the show once again oh man anytime anytime let me know you honestly are a legend i remember uh when we first had our conversation which is so crazy it was back in april and mm -hmm. uh, you were the first person that i ever had as a guest so i want to thank you for that um and i i'm excited that we can have this conversation once again but do know man. That once the border clears up and once things get to some type of normalcy around here, I gotta make my way to Atlanta for sure. Yo, please, by all means, come to Atlanta. Sure. Uh, take sure. you around the town, show you around, get some good food spots, spot yeah, called Fire Church. Makes the best shrimp and grits you ever have in your life. Take you over to a couple of Jamaican spots to get some good yeah, food. Man. Yeah, I'm I got down. you. I'm down for that. Um, so since we met, or since we met up in April, how mm -hmm. has life changed for you since april like what's been going on for you i know there's been a lot but what's been a couple things i mean practically nothing's changed like I've, it's been the same thing from since i moved in february all the way until now it's just i've been at home yeah uh, just kind of following the compass man just getting close to my, my spiritual father my mentor mm -hmm. um walking with the lord man trusting the, in the promises of the lord um yeah. it's been a few different only as far as practically like nothing really changes like I just try to spend my days in devotion. Mm -hmm. I try to uh, spend my days. Um, I want. I've been praying. Well, me and like my whole like church has been praying like to see the greatest days of proximity to Jesus. So that's just where we've been at, man. Just trying to get as, as close to His face as possible, go as deep as we want to go, and just you know go for broke every time. Yeah. Um, on the other side of like music, though, like I've been able to be a part of some really amazing songs. Um, the Tasha Cobbs royalty album, me and a couple friends ended up writing a song on there called In Spite of Me, which is one wow. of the singles. So that literally just came out uh, two weeks ago. Yeah, I might have to check that um, There's another uh, song coming out pretty soon called Speak to the Mountain. Um, that's coming out with a group called Seasons Collective. Yeah. Um, on Math 3 Part 2, I ended up uh, with a couple of my friends writing two different songs, uh, God of Midnight and Be Praised. Mm -hmm. So just, you know what I mean? That's the only new stuff. Um, other than that, man, I've just been trying to, you know, figure out life left and right yeah. here and there. Um, and yeah, that's, that's pretty much it, man. Dude, that's, that's exciting. I know, um, like... The note, to know that all that cool music, amazing music is coming out is one thing, because um, that's super exciting. But the other thing that I found that was super cool, and you posted on your Instagram, and maybe some people have seen it, um, and if you haven't, please go check out his Instagram, um, because you put on there that you are starting a, or, or you are starting a songwriting, like, seminar with people. Mm. Like, how does that come together? That's so cool. It's very interesting. A friend of mine called me one morning, uh two day actually the day that i posted about it yeah called me and she was like she's wanting to be like a full-time artist wanting to get into the thick of it wanting to be a songwriter so many things which over the years like she's always asking me for advice or insight or anything that i can like help her with as far as like her artistry or her, her songwriting or whatever mm -hmm. so this time was no different than the others 
But as she's, as we're talking and like having dialogue, she's just like, well, I'm going to do this for the next year. I'm going to work at this job for the next year and stack my, and like just save a bunch of money. Mm-hmm. So that way I can quit my job and just commit fully to songwriting and artistry for six months to a year. So I'm not going to, I was going to like keep my head down and just kind of focus on, you know what I mean? Because yeah. sometimes it's hard balancing like a life of a nine to five with trying to be an artist because working 40 hour weeks, you know what I mean? Or, or more, especially like that's just regular. If you work at a factory, you're working anywhere between 40 to 72 hour weeks. Yeah. And that's hard, especially if you work in 10s and 12 hour shifts because 12 hours in a day you're at work. The other 12, you're going to sleep at least eight of those, which leaves you about four hours wow. to, to like eat or shower or travel or just kind of mm-hmm. wind down to prepare for the next day. So it's like you have, you have no time to really be creative. So yeah. she's just like, I got I to gotta do something because it's stifling my creativity. And in the middle of all of that, she was just like, well, when I get when I get to where I want to get to, will you help me with songwriting? And I'm like, yeah, absolutely. I can help you right now. These are the people you can be listening to. I just give her a, a reference of different people that I'm, I'm inspired by. Yeah. And I'm like, listen to these songs and these artists, listen to the, the rhyme schemes, listen to the patterns, listen to the to the uh, the word choices, the melody choices, like listen to all of the different things and it will help evolve you as a songwriter. And in the middle of all of that, I felt Holy Spirit telling me, like, why don't you just teach a songwriting class? Wow! Just teach, just teach one songwriting class. At least, at least one. Teach one songwriting class. You can do it on Zoom. And I'm sitting there, and it took me literally in like maybe an hour and a half, two hours to set up everything because I was just yeah. like, okay, how would I do it? Would I? I would obviously teach it on Zoom, cool. But how would I keep up with all those different emails or like the email, like the people sending me their email account, mm-hmm. uh, email addresses? How would I be able to keep up with everything? I don't. I, how would I navigate it? And then I found this um, website called Eventbrite yeah, yeah. that helps figure all that stuff out for yeah. they keep up with everything, keep track of everything. I'm like, sweet. So all I did at that point was I thought to myself, who would sign up for this stuff? How yeah. do I find that out? And I'm like, well, I'm going to take a poll on my Instagram, post it on my Instagram. And I'm like, if I was a teacher songwriting class, who would sign up? Mm-hmm. I put well, yes, yes and no. Yeah. And then after like 20 minutes, 130 people were like, yeah, I would definitely do it. So I'm thinking in my head, like, okay, out of the 120 people, 130 people, Maybe 50 to maybe 25 to 50 of them are actually serious. Yeah. Just, they might just be saying it. I don't know if they're actually serious. Yeah, yeah. So, but out of that 25 to 50, we'll see. So I just went on the event, right? I signed up for 25 tickets and I'm like, all right, cool. And I set it for a week in advance. I'm like, yo, mm-hmm. I'm, I, I did it on Tuesday and I'm going to give it till next Tuesday because that'll be the class. Within the next one, I wake up and within seven minutes, all 25 tickets were sold out. Wow, dude. So it was just like kind of crazy to think about with all of that. But um, yeah, man, that's how I got the idea for it, man. Like Holy Spirit just like teach with songwriting class. Why not? Yeah. Why not? Because the thing is that the I want I, I feel like over the years, like the Holy Spirit's been kind of like showing me like I have a heart to teach yeah. people things. Like I want people to know information because biblically the Bible talks about people, the hip, like the people of God perish because of a lack of knowledge. Mm-hmm. So if there's any information, any wisdom, any insight, any kind of knowledge that I can give you that can keep you from making bad decisions or making the wrong choices or making mistakes. And as far as artistry, songwriting, whatever, why not give you that information? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that's how synergy works. If my mentor paid 20 years worth of labor into the field, if I connect with him, he's like, you can avoid all of these 20 years of mistakes mm-hmm. by just doing this, that, and the third. So now what took me 20 years to get to where I'm at would yeah. take you five. Yeah. And because you're navigating 
the five years that it took you, if you teach somebody else, it'll take them one year. Wow, man, that's true. But that's how synergy works. Yeah. So, yeah, man. So that's the goal. That's incredible. Honestly, I, I love how, um, how God works because he'll like put a thought in our head. And then if we run with it, he'll just open up all these opportunities, all these doors, um, which is so amazing. But I know sometimes, especially in seasons of life where um, certain things happen, so everyone at some point will reach some type of level of success in some way, shape or form. Um, whether that's with music, with your art, um, like being a creative or with um, being a speaker, being in school, whatever that looks like. So there's always, I find two ways that the spectrum leans. It's either people are going to be with you and they love you and they celebrate you. And then there's also going to be people that aren't really with you. They don't really appreciate what you're doing and they'll try to like nitpick every little thing. Um, but you, have you ever faced a moment with have you ever faced a moment where you've had negative feedback and if you did how did you manage that dealing with like negativity um i was given a like so one thing you learn about me is that i am a person of quotes like words things that like people say or that i hear or i see reading passing like i love Mm -hmm. like phrases and words and stuff like that and a lot of those things are good lessons and principles to live by so The way I deal with negativity and the way I deal with negative like uh, feedback on things or anything like that. Um, one, I believe that pressure makes diamonds. Mm-hmm. Pressure produces diamonds. But two, I also believe that 10% of everything that happens in the world happens to me. 90% is how I respond. Wow. So. it's good. If I'm getting negative feedback, that t- that's only 10%. Yeah. But I control how I respond. So just because someone responds something negative to me, I automatically think I can easily take offense to that. Mm-hmm. I can let it get to me or I can be like, I mean, that's just their opinion. That's one opinion or that's whatever. But I'm going to try my best to make lemonade out of the lemons. I'm yeah. going to try my best to respond with positivity, respond with kindness, rec- respond with like, you know what I mean? A, a posture of hope or a posture of like, you know what I mean? Because here's the thing, if they give me something negative, I give them something negative back. Right. That's only going to produce more negativity and it's going to cause disruption or a separation between the two individuals. Nine times out of 10, if I'm in a situation with with an individual and they're giving me something negative, the situation should not be more important than the person. That's right. At one point, at some point I have to realize you are a person Mm-hmm. and you're valuable what you're saying what you're doing might not be might might be hurting to me or might be negative to me mm-hmm. but that's that's only one situation if we get this right that one situation to be in the past that's right well we'll look back on it years from now and laugh you know what i'm saying like if you look at history most of the if you look at the history there are some people that are the most amazing friends that did not like each other at first yeah. they hate each other they were enemies but then they end up becoming the best of friends wow. why True. Because you see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. So honestly, most of, most of the time, I just kind of like let it be what it is. If yeah. it's something that I'm like, I just kind of let it be what it is for the most yeah, part. Like, that's good. That's how I deal with negativity. That's so good. Um, so for people that are probably watching this now or later slash listening to it via podcast, um, mm-hmm. what advice would you give to someone who has been waiting on the promises of God um, but it just seems like they've been waiting for a really long time. 
what would you say to, to encourage that person? Someone that's been waiting on the promises a very long time. You never, one, you never, like, I hear so many different things. People say, like, you never know how close you are. It's closer today than it was yesterday. Hmm. And I know that the waiting can get difficult. I think a lot of times in those moments, you have to encourage yourself and look back on their history and think about if there's ever been a time that God has failed you. Yeah. I guarantee you, if you look back, there's not one time. And if he was faithful then, he'll be faithful now. Um, in the waiting, though, we can't hold God hostage. Mm-hmm. We have to, I, for me, in those seasons, I have to realize, God, you know better. You know best. So if it's not right, if I don't have it right now, if you're not letting me walk in the promise right now, yeah. or if you're not letting me see the fruit of the promise right now, I'm, mm-hmm. let, me, let me recant my statement. If, if, I'm, if you're not letting me see the fruit of the promise right now, you know what's best for me. So I have to trust the promise in your hand. Because the thing is, in between the, pro, the, the uh, prophecy and the promise is the process. Right, yeah. So if I was given a word of the Lord, there's not one word that comes from God's mouth that does not have the ability to work itself out in the moment that it's spoken. So the moment that you're given a promise from the Lord, the word you're given a prophecy from the Lord, mm-hmm. the, net, the, the very instant it comes out, you're, you're already in the, in the promise. You're just in the process. Yeah. So you have to really trust the process and just, you know what I mean, trust the Lord and walk with him. Enjoy the journey. A lot of times we find ourselves in a rush to get places. We're so in a rush, so in a rush. Like, I just want to get from point A to point B. But if you do that and you live your life that way, you'll miss the scenery. I've met so many people in my last like six months, people that like, I love to drive. And I'm like, why? And they're like, because I love to look at the scenery. I love driving through the mountains and looking over all the land and looking over the trees and, and the flowers and watching the sunset and sunrise and watching the actual smoke over the Smoky Mountains. Like I love watching. And it's like, that's a beautiful statement because it's like, yeah. wow. There's actual beauty in the process. You get to look, if you don't look around, but you're just trying to get point A to point B and have this tunnel vision, you'll miss the beautiful scenery. You have yeah. to kind of enjoy the journey. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And that's, that's just something that I just kind of try to live by. Yeah. But I've been there though. I've been at that moment like, Lord, okay, when am I going to see it? We wrote promises out of that posture. When am I going to see it? When am I going to see the promises? When am I going to see the promises? That's where we kind of were at. Mm-hmm. And we just kind of encourage ourselves, like, okay, you're faithful. You were faithful to Ab- you were faithful to Abraham. You were faithful to Daniel. You were faithful to Moses. You were faithful all through the ages of history, and you're gonna be faithful even after my time on the earth. That's right. But one thing that my spiritual father teaches me is like, you have to be careful with the promises of Yahweh because a lot of times a promise that was given from Yahweh, the promise it was given to, the person that the promise was given to never saw it. Moses never saw the promised land, Yeah, but he was given the promise that God was going to deliver his people to the promised land, mm-hmm. but Joshua and Caleb saw it. David was given the promise that the temple would be rebuilt, but Solomon rebuilt it. Yeah. So it is our jobs as the people that receive the promise to steward the promise well, even if we never see it, yeah. never see it in fruition. Yeah, that's right. See what I'm saying? Yeah. We have to steward it well, even if we never see it. So me, where I am now in my life and in my walk with the Lord, I will say yes to whatever the promise is and whatever the process is, even if I never see the promise. Mm -hmm. If it means that my children will see it, I'll say yes to it. If it means that my great-grandchildren will see it, I'll say yes to it. I'll say yes to the obscure path so that they can see the dead raised. They can see blind eyes open. They can see lame walk. They can see mute talk, all of that. And it's a normality, not a rarity. Yeah. See what I'm saying? Yeah, man. 
Dude, that's so, yeah. powerful. Honestly, it, it just, it goes to show like how true that is because a lot of people, they think, you know, God works in the Old Testament. He doesn't work in the New Testament, meaning he doesn't work in the now. But a lot of times the things that we feel God says to us is exactly what he said. He said those same things to so many people in the Old Testament and they never saw those promises. Other people did. Mm-hmm. And I, what I've seen in my life, there's been times like God put something on my heart. I'm all right, God, I'm, I'm all in. And I forget that I might end up like Moses. I might do the work, I might plant the seed, but I'm not going to reap what comes out of it. Someone else might. I could be somewhere else. And it's, and it's that, like, it's so true that that's how it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I so, might literally do the work. I might, pl- I might pull out the field and plant the seeds and, and nourish the, and nurture the tree and mm-hmm. watch it grow, but never taste of the fruit. Yeah. But also, but with that being said, I might even, I, but then there might be the occasion that I do taste of the fruit, but I only had tasted one tree. Yeah. But out of that one tree came a plethora of different seeds to where we were able to, to plant an orchard. My, mm-hmm. grand, my children planted an orchard for, their, for my grandchildren to be able to feast. See what I'm saying? While yeah. I was able to eat a couple of meals off of my tree yeah. and take the seeds and plant and take, let my children plant those seeds to plant an orchard. And they mm-hmm. were able to, you know what I mean, eat a couple of meals off of that. The grandchildren get to feast and they get to reap the benefits of owning an orchard. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So that's good. Yeah, man. You just can't, we can't be, but we have to be willing to sacrifice personal destiny. Yeah, for sure. We get a word from the Lord and it's like, I can't wait to fulfill my personal destiny. Yeah. And we're not even thinking about the fact that God is thinking about the generations coming after that's us. That's right. God gave the promise to Abraham that his gen, that the generations after him would be more than, than this, the number of sand on the beach, mm-hmm. more than the number of stars in the sky. Like, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. But we're not thinking about the next generation. Yeah, we're thinking about us. If we, we're thinking about us. Think about how much further we would be if mm-hmm. the generation before us made every decision with us in mind. That's right. See what I'm saying? Yeah. Unselfishly, though. Unselfishly. You see what I'm saying? Because a lot of times, it can, it can get weird at times. Like, I don't want to get into all of that. It, hey, yeah. But all of that to say, like, think about where we would be if the next generation thought about, like, for example, my mom mm-hmm. is, is a perfect example of this. Before I ever even knew to be grateful or to even think about land and property, my mom bought four, uh, four, three houses, four properties. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I don't even know if y'all want all this stuff. And I'm like, mom, you don't understand where I am now. I'm valuing it. Yeah. I value that there's a house with my name on it. And there's a land, there's the land under it is, is ours. And the acre of land beside is ours. I value that now. Yeah, I didn't know to value it before. I didn't. It wasn't even on my grid. But before it was ever on my grid, before I ever knew to be thankful for it, you saw the value in it and you purchased mm-hmm. it and you tended the grind. You made sure that you attended to it. See what I'm saying? Yeah. Now I can be grateful. Now when the generations come after you and me, we can say this is grand. They'll say this was grandmother's house. Yeah. See what I'm saying? Yeah. But that that's because she was thinking about the generations after. She's like, I'm gonna only enjoy this stuff for a little bit, but this stuff belongs to y'all. Mm-hmm. and it belonged to the grandchildren like you see what i'm saying yeah that's how we all of that think. like she's thinking about the next generation that's how we have to think yeah it is man um well that that was amazing i'm, I'm sure so many people were encouraged with that answer um with that thought because i don't think people always think that but thank you for sharing um the last mm-hmm. time you spoke bro you said i'm gonna read this because i'm quoting you to the best of my ability I asked okay. you a question regarding um, what your creative process was like with songwriting. And you might not even remember what you said, but you said, 
anybody can put words together. There's a million ways to say one thing, but it takes the right one and right way to say it in a way where the words pull on someone's heartstrings. Um, a way for people to connect and feel the song when they hear it. So the power of words, right from there, I'm seeing the power of words is so effective. Um, the Bible talks all about that words to build people up and those same words or the same power that comes from those words can tear people down. Um, mm -hmm. But what for you, what maybe have been maybe one word of encouragement that you've received that you can remember that you carry with probably almost every day? Um, word I carry every day. Yeah, just one word that maybe that you you use to encourage yourself. I always reference following the compass because, um, my spiritual father Mark Castle, his spiritual father David Thompson said that you should abandon the map that you have for your life and exchange it with the Lord for a compass, because mm -hmm. a, a a map is for people that are, the map is an indication someone has already been there. Yeah. But in this next generation, we are the trailblazers and a compass is for the trailblazers. You're cutting a path for the generation that's coming behind you. You're creating a whole new way of life. And that's something that I kind of just carry with me, like in the hard times when the seasons get tough or when it's, it's, it seems like, you know, things are becoming mundane or whatever, like, I, or it's just not, as easy as I would hope, you know, it gets difficult. I just kind of remind myself, like, look, I'm following the compass. Yeah. Communion is easy, but the commissioning is hard. That's right. Commissioning is not easy. You know what I'm saying? Being with the Lord and just walking in, in communion, it's easy. You just put in the work, you put the effort in, it's easy. You spend mm -hmm. time, you make time, you move things around so that you can have your time with the Lord. That's easy. The commissioning is not as, is not as easy, though. No. But in those hard times of the commissioning, I remind myself, you follow the compass, bro. Yeah, that's right. That's right, man. Follow the compass. That. I'm gonna write that down and make sure I write your name beside if ever I use it. I'm serious, man. I'm so serious about that thing, man. Yeah. Because you know what I mean. Like, a, a lot of times people have this mis, uh, not misguided impression, this misunderstanding about what it means to like be in like ministry or to be a songwriter, to be an artist, and all of that. Like, it's really hard work. Having to gauge between trust like having the gauge between like hey am i doing this because i want to collect the check or am i doing this because i feel the lord leading me to say this right. or to sing this or go here and then having to get like gauge like the sacredness of what of what we do because worship was never supposed to be an industry it was always supposed to be a priesthood right. so keeping that keeping that sacred and keeping that position holy and that heart posture at the forefront of your at, at the forefront of your chest while simultaneously learning how to steward and navigate the business aspects of it. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's, and it gets difficult a lot of times. So there might be seasons when Lord, when the Lord might tell you, you don't need to go anywhere. And you're just like, okay, Lord, well, how am I going to make any money? I'll get a job. He's like, no, I didn't say to do that either. Yeah. Just be still. You see what I'm saying? And yeah. it's like in those parts, like I was reading a book one day and the Lord, like I was reading a book and I, the way I read is I read super fast. Mm -hmm. And I would skip the periods. And he was like, stop. The period is there for a reason. Learn to enjoy the pauses. Wow. Don't skip over the period. The period is there for a reason. It has a purpose. It has intentionality. The period means stop. Mm -hmm. Stop. Take a breath and enjoy the pauses. Yeah. 
So there are times that the Lord might say, stop, be still and take a pause and enjoy the pauses. We've had one big pause, even though the pandemic was such a, a scary thing and it was, and it has not been kind to everyone. Mm-hmm. And I'm so, and my heart mourns with the people that are mourning and my heart breaks with the people that are in, in hurt because of the, the pandemic. But for, there are some of those that it's been an amazing season because they've been able to pause mm-hmm. on life. They've been able to, they've been able to pause on the business of life and, and re um, and re- put the refresh button and restructure and get things together as far as their family and communion. You know what I'm saying? There's going to be a lot when, if they're ever, if we ever go back to normal, I don't think we will, but if there is ever a time we go back to normal, there's going to be a lot of people that are heartbroken that they have to go back to a 40 hour job and not spend time with their daughters and their sons and their wives. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So I'm sorry, I forgot the question, but um, it was, it was just, what is one thing that's encouraged you? And you were saying, instead of following the map, follow the compass. No, that was all good, dude. That was all good. Um, I just got one more question and then I'll let you go. Cool. Um, and this is, this is a question that I think is probably going to bring some life to so many people. Um, cause you already mentioned the song be praised. You know, people can find array on YouTube. They'll be able to mm-hmm. stream it shortly. Maybe when they're watching this, they're already streaming it, but the song be praised. Um, what does that song mean to you? Well, that song is so special. So we wrote be praised. February, I want to say February of 2019, me, Aaron Dante, we go to the church. We were at a church called Adareth in Columbus, Georgia. We mm-hmm. sat at the piano at the church and we just wrote it. And it honestly focuses our eyes, fixes the eyes of the, of the and our hearts and our posture of like, Lord, we see your goodness. We see your glory. Like we see it in everything. We see it in the fact that you spoke the words, let there be light. And, there, and it was like, but in that same breath, the stars fell in line. And with one voice creation cried that you do all things well. Like we see your splendor and your majesty and your magnificence and your glory. And we are awestruck. So we're saying like, be praised forever. Like let praise always be on our lips. You know what I mean? Yeah. Bridge is like, when I think of all you've done and all the battles you brought me over, hallelujah. Like, my, like the only thing I can say to that is hallelujah. For all the storms I saw you, I've seen you calm in my defense. My only song will be hallelujah. You know what I'm saying? Like that's yeah, like the posture. Like be praised forever and always. Like it's just it's just a declaration that, that no matter what comes, no matter what goes. Yeah. Like praise will always be in my mouth. It will always be on my lips. Let let there never be a morning that I wake up that praise does not come out of my mouth or out of my lifestyle, mm-hmm. out of the way that I live my life. Let everything that I do from this morning and every morning after be a declaration and a signifier of praise and, and, and adoration. That's good. Because you are good. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Let there never be a day that I don't rise to give you praise. That's right, man. So you need, you need him for, for everything. And when we run up, when, when we run low and we need fuel, we got to run back to him. Yeah, man. Yeah, be praised in the highs and the lows. Let, right. let may I remember on my best day that I need you just as desperately as I did on my worst day. Yeah. Man, it's as simple as that. That's exactly it, Joe. Honestly, man, I want to again just thank you so much for um, not just your heart and being open and sharing your wisdom, but even just taking on this opportunity with me. Like I said from the very beginning, I didn't know what was going to happen. Sometimes I still don't even know but you were able to reach out. Like when I reached out, you reached back. 
Um, and I appreciate, I appreciate that a lot. And uh, I'm hoping one day honestly, that we can somehow transfer over the borders. <laughs> yeah, man. At some like point. Said, when you come to Atlanta, you hit me up. And yeah, man. I definitely just will. Just go and hang out. I definitely will. Thank but you I for having wanna, me on here, man. Yeah, man. Honestly, you've been, you've been a blessing. So I just want to let you know that I'm continuing to pray for you, your family. Um, for all I appreciate the things it, man. That I was doing, bro. And uh, I just want to encourage you to keep on going. Um, to keep doing what you're doing. And like you were saying, follow that compass. I love that. Follow the compass wherever it goes. Um, yeah, man. Definitely take care and we'll stay in touch for sure, bro. For sure, man. I appreciate it. All right. Take care. Have a good one. You too. All right. Bye.